The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman, Brett King, Cameron Colley and Alec Doughty. indeed and welcome along to another episode of the boys of tech this one is episode 140 and it's from week beginning monday 31st of october 2011 we have folks a full house this week i'd like to introduce first of all uh, after a long break from the boys of tech welcome along brett king aloha welcome back to the boys of tech (laughs) it was a while since you (laughs) could could uh, front up for a show uh, indeed, you kept changing everything. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I apologise for that. We'll blame it on the rugby. <laughs> blame it on the rugby, absolutely. All right, and also in Brisbane, I'd like to welcome both Cameron Colley and Alec Doughty. Welcome to you both. Hello, hey, Ed. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm good. So we have a full house this week. It should be a good show. We've got some interesting stories as well. I see some of absolutely the, some, some good ones. Great. Some of them uh, you'd brought my attention to that I hadn't uh, heard of. I wanted to kick off, though, this week with Google mulling their part in a Yahoo takeover. So it's not actually Google buying Yahoo so much, but they're kind of uh, looking at financing a takeover deal, right? Wouldn't that be basically the same? How could you be any sort of, you know, commerce commission or whatever they have in America who oversees these sorts of things to stop monopolies in finger quotes yeah. and let this go through. <laughs> yeah, the, the, they can't the outright federal trade commission because then they would get too much. But if they were giving the money to somebody else to buy Yahoo, they would still effectively be buying Yahoo. So yeah, they how do could that free, get would they? unless it gets passed the same way so many other things in government finger quotes get passed and that is money (laughs) as in bribe (laughs) exactly as in it's done because somebody is paying somebody to allow that to happen the american lobbying society or system well that is a good point though isn't it i mean surely google will have some i don't i don't quite know how this this would pan out if they're not directly shareholders that they'll have they're getting something for it, I mean, surely. So, yeah. oh, I, I think that the goal for, for Google at this point is ensuring that Yahoo doesn't end up in, air quotes, the wrong hands. You're referring to Microsoft there, right? Pretty much. Mm. See, in my opinion, the best thing for, uh, for Google's move is to let Microsoft buy a dying dog like Yahoo. <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> don't actually want to buy it, suffer. Microsoft yeah. are actually looking at, at funding a buyout as well, like basically bankrolling a buyout. So of what? Of Yahoo. Oh, of Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, so okay. both of them are looking right. at, at similar strategies as far as Yahoo is concerned. Yeah, trying not to make sure that the other, yeah, trying to make sure that the other party, like if you're Microsoft, trying to make sure that Google doesn't end up with it, vice versa. So it's it's probably going to happen that they both fund it thinking that they're protecting themselves from the other person where they both end up with a stake. Well, I know. I think that would be hilarious. Facebook should buy it then. 
Well, I was in favour of uh, Alibaba buying it, the Chinese equivalent of, of oh, eBay. Yeah, yeah. Their CEO, Jack Meyer, had said, we have $25 billion in cash, let us buy it. But then during the week we had a, uh, I can't remember whether it was last week or the week before, but there was a, a report about, you know, all of the RSA hacking that, that happened earlier in the year? Yeah. Well, there was a, a research paper that came out recently over the last within the last fortnight that basically came out and, and said that it couldn't have been anything other than a state-sponsored attack and, like, 90% of the servers where, like, the com- the control servers that all of the bot networks were reporting back to were in China. So it's more than likely a China state-sponsored attack on RSA to, to get into the American defense contractors' websites. So... Really, it's about whether, um, in, in re- retaliation, whether America will actually allow a Chinese company like Huawei or Alibaba get a stake in um, an American company. Is that how you pronounce it? I used to say Huawei. <laughs> As in Huawei. Huawei. <laughs> Huawei, I think. Because I thought Huawei <laughs> was quite appropriate when they first came to the market. I mean, who are these yeah, guys? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now, let's talk about uh, Nokia for a little bit. Now, there's a couple of stories here on Nokia. First of all, hints of them moving into the tablet market. And this is almost a a rumour rather than a strategy on on their behalf, but their CEO sort of dropped some strong hints that they were looking at Windows 8 as Mm. as their tablet platform. So I'm pretty excited to see them because they do beautiful hardware. And to see see them do a tablet form factor with a decent OS would be awesome. Well, it doesn't surprise me with the the emphasis that Nokia is putting into their new Windows phone phone. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's the other half of the the other half of the coin, isn't it? I mean, yeah. And and this is a story that we'll be talking about in a minute with the release of the the new Lumia 800. So Nokia are, are, are both feet in the pool as, as far as the Microsoft environment is concerned for their, their platforms with, with Windows Phone 7 and Windows Phone 8, which I'm assuming will be uh, a variant of uh, Windows 8, sort of trimmed down and stripped down. I think Nokia getting on board with, with the tablets is... Yeah. Well, it's has not. Potential. Has potential. It's not much of a hardware stretch either, because when you think about it, the tablets that we see around these days are just glorified Ipa- bigger, you know, yeah, bigger yeah. smartphones. No, they're only iPads. And, they're only iPads. Capability in most of them. And Nokia have actually released a, a tablet already. Mm. They released a. a I can't remember if it was a five or a seven inch. But, I mean, its only problem was its yeah. OS was bad. You it need- still ran Symbian, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Which is a, a dead end. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it yeah. makes sense. You know, I, I think Nokia making tablets are doing. Sorry, I just don't see them doing anything with it. It's just another <laughs> me too. It's another, it's another me too leap and it'll just fail like everything else. Oh, that's like, an interesting angle uh, there because I, I was actually thinking that this could work really well. Mm. The, the thing is, again, it is a big could be. And, you know, there are, like, for example, like. He hints at it. He hints at it. So he, they look like a relevant current company, but they're not. Exactly. They're I mean, this is all rumour. It may not yes, happen. It but but the, th- the thing is that Microsoft phones, the Phone 7 market, is not doing very well, right? But there's no reason why. No one knows why. Mm. And This is going to be weird for me to say, but I would rather the Windows 7 make it as opposed to any of those Android things. 
Yeah, yeah, at, least I, it's, I, at least I, it's original. At least Microsoft stepped up the plate and said, right, okay, touchscreen phones, let's, let's read it our way. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm went, of the same opinion. Went, oh, let's just copy the, the best one that's out there, e.g. Samsung, as they've done for everything. Oh, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. You know, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, you know, what I, where, I, where I was coming from was I think this has the potential, if, if this actually happens, I think it's got the potential to be a strong mm-hmm. contender. Yeah. But the big question is, is will it actually happen? For example, I think Windows Phone should have anyway in the phone market, but they haven't for some unknown reason. No one seems to know really why. But uh, it's really not being supported by hardware, which really, you know, packs the potency to unleash the power of Windows Phone. So I've got to say, my, my Windows Phone device is absolutely awesome. I love it. It's fantastic. I like looking at it. You might catch something. As I said, I'm impressed. I, I'm actually impressed that Windows said, "Let's just, you know, do it from the ground up." Yeah, which, which everyone, is everyone else just said, "Let's just make a flat screen and put some icons on it." Like, oh jeez. Yeah. And that brings us up to our next story about Nokia. Come on. The Lumia right, Do you end with the last one? I think uh, I think Nokia is almost a heading towards the dead brand strategy. I don't think Nokia has anywhere near the pool that they used to, say, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, they were the handset of choice. They were an awesome brand. Well, they're becoming like a, a dinosaur, like IBM. I, I think they still are a powerhouse, but outside of sort of Australia, US, New Zealand. Oh, I, think, I think they're still selling a whole bunch of those little yeah, things in can- Africa. Yeah, candy bar phones are Those candy bar phones are huge in Africa. Mm. Um, and, and that's where the, the most of their power base is is in in that segment of the market, in that that candy bar phone segment of the market. But with Windows Phone and, and them releasing the the, the new device, so I, I think Nokia have the potential of um, at, at least they have a strategy. You can't say that about Rim. Rim Rim is a ship that's going down. Yes. Right? Oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's I mean. There is a hole in, in the Zeppelin. It's going down. Or at least with Nokia, there's someone man, manning the pumps, trying to blow air back into the balloon. Mm. And what Nokia does have going for it is it does make really nice-looking devices. Yeah, really good hardware. Hardware is, is their differentiating yeah. factor, I think. It's they're, true. They're, it's true. They've, they've just been, they've been powering it with the wrong kind of OS. Yeah, exactly. they're making it now by coming out with something which uses Windows Phone Seven on a device which looks very much like the N9, and yeah. the N9 has been touted as one of the most good-looking phones for quite some time. Okay, yeah. it's, how many sold? How many? The well, N9. They weren't expecting to sell any. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, it was their Mugo phone. They released it because they'd manufactured it. Fair yeah. enough. Basically, they, they were already in the production run of it when they made the decision to go with Windows Phone. So they just no. so they still did, yeah. Okay. So the right. Lumia 800 is touted to be, if you like, the first real Windows Phone. I mean, that is a beautiful piece of spin. Every other manufacturer that's released a Windows Phone would argue with that. Yes. Um, I think. <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah, it's it's good marketing. Mm. But it's packing a lot of power into that device. It is. It's a 1.4 gigahertz processor, so mm-hmm. it's faster than any of the, the existing Windows Phone devices, handsets on, on the market at the moment. My only concern with this is, is that it's not dual core, and, and, and 
a lot of the uh, Android handsets that are coming out now have front-facing camera and dual-core for, for speed and, and that sort of stuff. And the, the Lumia 800 from Nokia, which they've had like nine months to sort of work on, and they, they started with almost a completed hardware design because it was the N9, really. This is based on the N9 hardware. Mm. Um, so I'm actually a little disappointed that this is what they're launching with. I think they could have gone a, a bit better front-facing camera. Well, I mean, there could be vision too. I mean, look at the you yeah, know, the, the yeah. iPhone and the but, iPad, the same sort of thing. Maybe they just had to, yeah. had to make a decision to launch it in 2011. We need to get it out yeah, in 2011. Right. We, we can't go through a through a hardware R&D cycle to get the hardware changed fast enough. So hopefully early 2012 we'll see, we'll see updated hardware because Nokia release new handsets all the time. That's the one thing that I've, I've actually been annoyed with them, even HTC to a certain extent. The number of handsets that they release of the same OS. Now, the screen size, I couldn't find a, I mean, 800 by 480 pixels, but what's the actual physical size of that? I, like, I couldn't tell. find that. Um, I think it's 3.8. 3.8 inch? Yeah. Let me do a quick calculation. Seriously, though, a forward-facing camera? Why can they put that in? Yeah, that, that was my feeling. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, the hope when Microsoft and Nokia made this announcement was that the, the Nokia handset would be an absolute no-brainer for anyone looking, looking at, at Windows Phone. So the Nokia device would be the flagship. And, and now, now that they've released it and it doesn't have a couple of the features that even other Gen 2 WinPhone 7 devices have, that is in doubt. Is it the flagship of Windows Phone or not? Because the, one of the new new handsets from, uh, I think, the, the HTC H, HDS, HD7S, has a front-facing camera, for instance. Yeah, so it, it, it's perplexing. Now, I've done a quick calculation. The uh, screen resolution is around about 250 pixels per inch, give or take. Which isn't too bad. That's not too bad. Mm. It's not too bad. It's um, it's half, it's half decent. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good thing about the that's way Microsoft have, have actually done Windows Phone Seven and the hardware specs. They've actually mandated that every device has to be eight hundred by four forty or eight eight forty by four hundred. You see, this, this, this kind of that, that kind of means there's unif- uniformity, which means the apps that are developed for the platform will work on every device. Well, that's mm. the thing, and that's the one of the advantages that Apple has always had, and even in the to some extent in the PC market as well, that you know they control everything, and it's usually consistent. But more importantly, they control it now. This is something that was needed for a long time in the phone market. I mean, you can look at Android and you get all the, the sort of uh, fragmentation, if you like, with that. Different revolutions. Exactly. Resolutions, different screen sizes. That is the most, seriously, that is the most retarded way to run an yeah. a phone OS. I can't believe they've done it that way. Some are in landscape, yeah. some are in letterbox, some are square. Yeah, yeah. This is what is needed. And I, that's even more reason for me to think that this phone is indeed as the uh, marketing spin will be will, the, will be the first real Windows phone. Yeah. So just regarding the uh, the Windows App Store, is that still growing at, you know, a couple of apps a day or something? Um, no. <laughs> a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
to set the record straight on that, at last count, uh, and this was about two weeks ago, I think, Microsoft hit about 30,000 apps. Um, and I think that's a pretty decent count for the first year. And, and I, I think that was actually uh, faster growth in the App Store than the iOS or Android platforms received in their first year of existence. I don't know for iOS. It wouldn't be. That was like 100,000 in the first year. Within the first year? I don't I'm think sure. so. Right. I don't think so. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be fanboyish. I'm saying it was, it was like seriously huge. All right. Uh, you keep talking, I'll look it up. We'll come back to answer that question, but I, it, it's healthy. It's definitely healthy. So it's just time-wise behind the other two stores. It's growing. It, it's got a lot of the uh, the no-brainer applications like Evernote and um, Foursquare, Twitter, navigation software. Yeah, so it, it, it's all good. It's all good. It's a healthy environment. And is it, the, what's the app still called? Is it, is it the Zoom or something or? Called uh, Bill's Box. And, uh... <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's just the marketplace. Oh, the Win- Windows marketplace is it or? Yeah, Mi- Windows phone marketplace. Right, Windows phone marketplace. Right. Yeah. So while yeah. we're on the topic of phones then, uh, Samsung and Apple. Now, a couple of stories on that I want to talk about as well. First of all, Samsung, apparently, according to a story that Alec, I think you drew my attention to, Indeed. is surging past Apple in smartphone sales. Well, slight correction there. It's not sales, it's shipments. So Apple reports their figures in sales. Samsung reports their figures in shipments. Shipments right. mean so things shipments that, that, make that, that go countries. to the store. Yeah. Shipments that make it to countries that don't allow them to sell anything. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a, a container load going to Australia right now. Yeah, that's Our shipments are up. Samsung police, 10 million phones in Australia. And they're down at a warehouse, <laughs> stuck under lock and key. Hey, they can, be, they can be ground up and put in tarmac. Yeah, that's probably what we're doing. That's what they do with old phones. So, so yeah. are we comparing shipments with sales? Yes. Okay, so, so that's it, a little... It's not really okay. a fair right. comparison. Right. So, but I, I think it also indicates why Apple is going so strong at Samsung at the moment. Yeah. Because yeah. The, Samsung is the handset manufacturer that is most threatening to them at the moment. See, I just thought they were up to them because they were just outright thieves. Well, that too, but... There's a webpage that shows uh, every single Samsung, uh, you know, product compared to Apple products. It's just ridiculous. Even from, you know, not trying to be a fanboy, seriously, but Samsung with these. <laughs> He's not trying. Like, he just I'm is. Like, I'm just saying. No. <laughs> but anyway, you show that to anyone, they just go, it's quite clearly logical. That's what they've done. Even Brett's got to agree with me. I agree with you on what? Sorry, I was looking at the fact that oh, there were only 58,000 apps on the App Store after one year. 50 apps? 58,000 apps on the iTunes app store after one year. Ah, so it did beat it. After nine months, there were only 35,000 apps. Is that right? Only three months added the extra. Are we talking about iOS apps? What are we talking about here? Yes. iPhone app store. So what you're saying is basically it might come out pretty good. Yeah, it's fairly even in growth. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually saying a lot then. yeah, it, well, is, it is. It is. But you could also you could also say that uh, everyone was developing their apps for Apple first, and then just made subsequent versions for different iOSs afterwards. That's what I would say. Some of these apps that are in the store are actually existing, um, yep. like Windows Mobile apps that have now been ported over to yeah. Windows Phone as well. 
So oh, right. because yeah, the, code, the, the code was su- such a different change, it, it took a while to, to actually port the code. But look, um, yeah. even so, though, it, it doesn't matter why it's... they're coming to the phone. The, the point is that if they've that got they those numbers... coming to the phone. Exactly, and the fact that they've got those numbers makes it an attractive phone now. Yeah, and when you compare that, that growth to RIM's marketplace, to the WebOS store... There's no comparison to those what are now, I believe, both dead platforms. Harsh on, on RIM's behalf, I accept, but, I mean, they just don't know they're dead yet. Hmm. Dead RIM walking. So you said it, make, it makes perfect sense why Apple is going so strong against the Samsung. One of the things recently also they've taken uh, steps is to prevent online sales of Samsung gear uh, being yes. uh, made in Australia. That makes sense. How does that make you feel as Australians? That some overseas company is telling you that you can't have something from somebody else. <laughs> from some even, other overseas company. Yeah, from some other overseas company in your own backyard. And okay. you're also okay. not allowed okay. to buy okay. it from an this. online store say. somewhere else in an overseas let's, place. To okay. have it let's just say they're about to release a movie like... Um, I know, what's that 3D thing they filmed down there? James Cameron, Avatar. All right, James Cameron's about to release Avatar in New Zealand, except some Chinese company have made a complete rip-off, exactly the same, and they're trying to push it through cinemas. And then James Cameron says, no, I'm not going to let... This, I'll, I'll just put, you know, get the courts involved. You're not going to release that film because I'm the first one. You've just copied me. So we'd be going, yes, well done. So you should, so you you. should be saying, no, that's not fair. If we want to see the Chinese version, we should. No, that's called copyright. <laughs> if you're a copyright thief, you deserve oh, to be punished. Oh, dear. Oh, that's hilarious. A very, very badly chosen example. Okay. It Scrap doesn't it work that again. way. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, it would be no. What we're talking about here is James Cameron has just filmed a sci-fi romantic comedy. And somewhere in China, somebody else has just filmed a sci-fi romantic comedy. No, no. With a similar plot line, With a similar plot line, you have to... Exactly the same storyline. If we get down to the plot lines and genres, (laughs) then we're getting into tropes and tropes that... Tropes have existed and these (laughs) genres have existed and plot lines have existed for a very long time. (laughs) There is very rarely anything actually original in a story that comes out. It is just how they portray a story which already exists. Here we go. We're never going to agree on being anti-competitive. Seriously. That's ridiculous. I don't think we're going to agree on on this. No, we're not going to agree on this. Apple are overstating their, their boundaries by banning all imports into Australia, not just not just retail sta- sales in stores, but banning us from going to an American site or a US, uh, uh, um, a Canadian site or a Chinese site and buying one of these devices online and importing it into Australia ourselves. They're preventing us from doing that. Yeah, they're overstre- overstepping their bounds. Now, hang on a sec. They haven't actually been granted this, though, yet. They've just... Uh, no, no, but they're attempting to. They're attempting to, yeah. yeah they're, they're attempting to overstep their bounds. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're attempting to do what we said. <laughs> Whether that's overstepping their bounds or not is, I guess, yeah, up, up to the... It's up to a court to decide. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it is. It's exactly up to that to decide. But, um, yeah, that's what they're trying to do. And, look, I'll tell you where I stand. I do think it's a little strong uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, let, let's get real. How many people are really going to be going online to buy them in Australia? Would, would they? Would you bother? 
Maybe the you majority, and I might. People, people, people like us yeah. might. But, but you, yeah, would you I average, agree. Would you majority, average Joe Public? Would, would they go online and get that phone? No, I don't not. think so. Yeah. And so I, oh, I don't I know. The, find that story. I was reading a story week before last about the, the sheer volume of people who had been ordering it. Really? Online, yeah. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, but that'll just oh, be... You talk amongst uh, yourselves. That'll be just a last-minute panic, I think, from with tech-sort-of-minded people like us, surely. Yeah, maybe. Surely that's not going to be sort of like, uh, you know, the uh, typical sales pattern going forward. I, I can't see that happening. I'm just thinking of all the people I know, especially non-tech people, which is like most of the population, how they, you know, they don't, they wouldn't go online and get this phone. Uh, most Australians would go into a Vodafone store or a Telstra store or yeah. an Optus store and, and, have and a browse. buy it from the carrier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So having yeah, said that, they just end up buying iPhones. Look, on the on the other hand, it is Apple's prerogative. If you know, especially if they get if they're allowed to, if they get this granted, it's their prerogative to to uh, to stop that if if they can. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I just have to let our listeners know that you guys are uh, coming to us live from downtown Brisbane, so we hear a little bit, bit of background noise there. Indeed, we're in a, a coffee shop. I was just going to say, a bit, bit of public transport there, or, or just uh, busy roads? I don't know what it is, but... Uh, yeah, well, we're still on the traffic island. The traffic's really bad. We can't be able to go off yet. Yeah. So <laughs> He's still trying to cross the outside of the road. It's like the Meridian, the Meridian Strip in the middle of the highway. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah. We're doing that, our best. That would be illegal. Um, what, to happen? Catch and run a podcast. Or no, we're, we're doing it hands-free. To, st- yeah. to stand on the mid... <laughs> we're, we're not hands-free is okay. We're sitting on the grass. Oh, that's all right then. That's all right. Brett, have you you wanted to get back to us on a, on a story? Oh, I can't find it. You, there still, are just so many stories about the Samsung Galaxy well, use, use Google, sales in Australia. Use Google instead of Bing. You might find it. Uh, I was using Google. Oh, maybe I Google's too good. Use Bing, man. Use Bing. And it might just... Yeah, go on, because they need to know that someone's using it. <laughs> yeah, there's some guy gets a SMS. Someone's using Bing. Hey, look, from you, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone in New Zealand's using Bing. Hey, look, Bing. While we're on the topic, I just uh, read this uh, earlier uh, today. Fifteen percent uh, market share for both Yahoo and Bing. That's a total of thirty for Bing, really, because uh, Bing powers Yahoo, and the mm-hmm. remainder goes to Google, pretty much. So there you go. That's why Google wanted because they don't want Microsoft to have it. If they buy it, then it's double the market share. Look, while we're talking about downtown Brisbane, let's talk about what's actually happening in downtown Brisbane because the Brisbane City Council is about to roll out free public wireless internet. Yeah, this is yeah. exciting. Yes, yeah, so I wanted your, your the perspective from you, Al, and, uh, and Cam, because you, you're in Brisbane, you live in Brisbane. Is this kind of a new initiative and, and what does it mean? Well, is, they, they did Yeah, the and what's taking you so long? Wellington's had it for a while. Have you really? Well, a few months. Come on, Brett. He's, 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 <laughs> hey, we've had it since bef- the tang, beginning tang of the cheap. Rugby World Cup. Yeah, true. The, the mall yeah. And several months before Brisbane. God. The, the Queen Street oh, Mall has had it for about a year. What this is, is is extending the range of the network out further. Beyond the I Botanic believe. Gardens. Yeah. So this is good for tourists and it's good for what? For locals as well? Well, it's actually good for me because one of the parks, which is New Farm Park, which is a major, huge park, in Brisbane. One of the it's largest parks in Brisbane. One of the largest parks in Brisbane is just near me. So chances are if I ever run over my, um, you know, my, my monthly quota, I can just leech off the park. Yeah, good. What We could do that anyway. Or is, are there limits? Oh, probably good. Better be pretty crappy bandwidth. Right, okay. I mean, they're, they're giving oh, yeah. it away for free, so. So, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Well, you know, this could enable us to do some live podcasting cheaply from Brisbane without having to, you know, fork out on the, on the data charges. That's right. Excellent. Thank you very much, Brisbane City Council. Absolutely. 
All right. So, look, back to Apple for a sec. One thing that Apple uh, apparently is rumored to be working on now is a prototype television set. Yes. So not only is Apple in your ears and in your on your on your desk, it's also going to be in your lounge. In yes, your eyes. Yeah, TV in, is the last thing they want to disrupt. Mm. I mean, and look, you know what? I think they could do it because if you think about it, TVs now are still sort of the, if you like, old school, if you think about them. The, 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 you know how phones how? have been transformed? Computers have been transformed. How, old, how are we talking about old school because here? Hard to use. Because it hasn't changed. How do you mean hard changed. to use? It hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. Channel yeah, no, they say it's the same. Down, yeah. Channel up, channel yeah. down. Look, yeah. but, so, so you, you take a candy bar phone, right? And you look at those, and you're only saying, oh, those are old school now, because you know they are. Five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, you look at those and you think, oh, this is okay. It's a good phone. I, I like it. But it's because you had anything, anything I, better. Uh, it's, you, you wait, what are wait, they going to do Apple? to it? Well, can, you get a, a, can you already get a television from any of the major television manufacturers that automatically, well, that already will connect to your home internet? Okay. Yes. What, basically, what uh, can you get ones with yeah, on-screen graphical menus, which right. yeah, no. auto-sync yeah, yeah, with yeah, different yeah, things, yeah. yes? You're forgetting the Apple Magic, Brett. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, yes, the extra 20 30% markup <laughs> and <laughs> the fact no, that... In the same way, in the, same way the iPhone Facebook came out. ...watches you constantly. The Apple Pixie I'm waiting does. for the Apple toilet paper and the Apple sink <laughs> and the Apple shower. <laughs> oh, oh, parts of <laughs> my Apple oven. It's excellent. No, it will, it will no, cook no. anything as long as it's been pre-baked manufactured container. <laughs> okay. You know, how, you know how the iPhone came out and that revolutionized mobile phones? Like there was nothing before it. It was like brand new. Like Willy Wonka just started making phones. Oh, they're so it's going to be a touch do that inter- TV. I get it. It'll be a touch interface television. No, 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 nobody's going to get up to touch the television. No, because you're no, talking. No, to no. It. It'll, it'll, it'll be voice activated. It'll be your Siri that operates it. And you'll sit down and you'll say, it'll hello, be- television, I really want some rugby. It'll give you an option of what you want to watch. And you'll say, no, 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 no. What you will have is, hello, television, I want to watch some rugby. And it goes, can you say that again, please? Well, that's no, only if you're in Scotland. Like, if you obviously haven't seen the Siri demos. Can you please say that again? I would like no, to. You, yeah, like, you, you haven't seen the Siri demos. That's an American accent. You haven't seen the Siri demos, have you? At all. How good it is. It, it is very good. And actually, on that note, just on that note, uh, was, it, was it the Android version or was it the Microsoft version? I don't remember. It was uh, demoed and actually failed in the, in the, in the live... Uh, that, that, was, that, uh, one. that was Android. That, that, was, Android, that was during was the, uh, the ice cream sandwich launch. Right, okay. And that actually failed on set. Yeah. <laughs> what accent was it trying? American. And it failed that? American. An accent is the easiest accent to pick up for voice recognition. You think so? Well, it's not the easiest to pick up. It's just built for it. Yeah, mm. <laughs> because they built it. Yeah, it's because they built it. But then when you get to the New Zealand accent, the New Zealand accent is one of the worst for Oh, yeah, you know, I agree with that. But, I mean, I, I don't think the American accent would be any harder to build for than the British accent. I agree with the New Zealand one because our vowels are so ambiguous in New Zealand. Mm. But uh, that's why no one can understand this. And I don't know huh? what all these Americans are doing huh? listening to our podcast because 70% of the user base, uh, listener base here is American. I'm, uh, can they really understand us? No, Hello, they America! They can't. They just listen to Al and I. Translate. <laughs> yeah, they probably do actually. Yeah. It's like a, hearing a one way conversation. So all they hear is, wah, 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 and then we speak, and they go, oh, they're talking about Samsung versus Apple. <laughs> oh, yes. Look, the phone apparently is, not the phone, sorry, the TV. I'm getting mixed up now. Apple's That's everywhere. Right. But the TV apparently 
is, uh, is said to, and here's a quote, I'd like to create an integrated television set that is completely easy to use. It would be seamlessly synced with all of your devices and with iCloud. It will be the simplest user interface you could imagine. I finally cracked it. Words from Steve Jobs. Danny Dyer. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And so that, that I, doesn't I, mean they've start, even started development on it. That just means he thinks that he's actually solved the, the, the usability issue. I've heard, I've heard it isn't developing. See, Brett, like, look. Within, within two years, it'll be out. Brett, you are right in one case. It's not going to be a touch device. No. It, it'll wirelessly sync up with your iPad or your iPhone or your iPod Touch and allow you to actually control it via touch from, from a remote device. Mm. Basically, your, your phone or your iPad would become your remote control, but it'll also be Siri controlled. It'll be voice activated. And, and yeah. Siri is, is miles ahead of voice from anyone else. Yeah, there's not, nothing's coming close to that. Again, not fanboys, it's just basic fact. I mean, just, and, and hell, I, I am not an Apple fanboy, and I, I will say that Siri You're is actually, actually almost an opposite. You're not an Apple hater, but you certainly uh, wouldn't just buy this stuff because it's Apple. He's got an iPad. Has he? I spit on it. Yeah. Actually, why he did you buy an iPad? He just said he spits on it. <laughs> why, why did you buy an iPad? He because one. it's cool. Because I didn't have uh. one. But is the, it's cool. But is the AC... Absolutely. Is, no, not the AC yeah, one. I've just gone through a retrenchment and I had money burning a hole in my pocket. What else are you going to do? Buy an iPad. What about the Motorola Zoom? Why did you not buy that? Because uh, it wasn't out when I bought my iPad. Ah, so if you I, bought I, it I now, bought what would you... on the day of release. What would you get if you had bought if you were in the market now? Don't. Right, don't, don't right now, I would... That's retarded. If, if I had the money, I would go iPad. If I didn't have enough money to, to buy an iPad, I would get an Amazon Fire. Okay. I'd get, right. I'd get a sketch pad and just pretend. <laughs> hey, I should do that. I'd get a magnet. I'd get a magnet doodle. A piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have magnet doodles down there before I... You or know, an etch sketch Yeah, an Etch-a-Sketch. They have all sorts of names. Um, what's the other one? Uh, I'm talking it, about a magnitude. I'm thinking maybe you guys say... But the the kid, toys kids, you know, we, we uh, kids toys, not toys kids. Uh, kids toys, we, you know, you, you draw on them and then you, you, you know... Correct, yeah. You, you wipe you, them. Yeah, you wipe it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those things. We had them years ago. I had those when it, we were a kid. Mm. I'm thinking about it, that, that, that's got to be similar technology to Enoch. No, those no, those, those things are different. Those things are made from little tiny little iron filing particles, and and the pen's magnetic, and it brings them to the surface. They're in like a suspension. Well, it is but technically, yeah, he's right. It is the same. Uh, the LCD just pushes those things up. It's oh, I see how that works. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're speaking the same language. Okay. Well, it is. One, it's like one's a like the original is like an analog, and this is the digital version. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, the, the, good. Good. Good, well, good analogy. I like. I it. I really want a Kindle, basically, because I think Kindles. Despite iPads, um, I think the Kindle still looks the best thing to read on, especially if you want to have something to read novels and stuff. Mm. And you want to walk around with, you know, 10 novels in your pocket, which some people do, some yeah. reference books, uh, some magazines. I would, uh, newspapers especially, definitely. I would definitely get a Kindle over an iPad for that reason, but I'd probably just have two. <laughs> I don't yeah, have a Kindle on the iPad. Yeah. People say the I, there's a Kindle, um, like, iPad app, but that's kind of defeats a purpose. I've, I've, I've got the Kindle iPad app. No, I, I read a lot, a lot of my ebooks on the iPad. Yeah, but you can't, in, in you can't compare reading to what an iPad. No, is. absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So if it's just for reading, the Kindle would be far better. I think. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, Less eye strain. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's Much better, a far better reading surface. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can read it during the like daylight if you're out in a park. You can it actually like read the Kindle. Like because, yeah. Whereas iPads and especially yeah. with phones, it just washes out. Really you can't see anything on the screen. You can't see anything. All right, now I want to move on and talk about the US implementing its own three strikes law for copyright. Indeed. Al, you brought uh, brought this one to my attention as well. Yeah, I, I think this is worrying. This is the US trying to ruin the internet. Well, they're going to build the Great Firewall of America, effectively. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Because weren't they so out in force saying, you know, tr- <clears throat> trying to uh, criticise China for its Great Firewall? And where have they gone? To, you know, over the over the years, yep, they've pretty but much. But it's not just the Great Firewall of America, though. Seeing as what most of the root DNS servers are in America, in America, yeah. it would yeah. be essentially the blocking off those sites from everybody outside Globally. of America. Globally, so the Great well. Firewall of the world. Yeah, it is America saying we want to <laughs> all your DNS are blocked. Yeah, us. right. Yeah. Um, or your DNS. I can, I can has DNS. Right. Folks, that is going to be the title of, of uh, this week's show. All your DNS are belong to us. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Episode 140. So, yes, it is worrying. And the bit that I just can't get in my head is the hypocrisy. If they weren't going out criticizing China for its, you know, thing, well, yeah, you can kind of understand it. Well, they think the same way. But no, they go out and criticize. And it's not just the US, by the way. It's also other Western countries as well. Yeah. They go out and criticize China. And what do they do? They've finally come around to, to the same thing. It's the mm, same thing. But China is blocking people's access to things on politics and and rights and, you know, those sorts of things. Whereas this, this is protecting the interests of their IP. Yeah, but 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 really, are we that naive to think that they're not going to block perhaps adverse, (laughs) you know, uh, WikiLeaks, for example? Yeah, I I agree. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, it It is is a very slippery slope, and it's not it's not new. This is the same ugly copyright act head rearing itself again. It's like what the fourth or fifth version of Mm. the same thing, which keeps not getting through. And And so they keep changing it and making it more draconic, a little worse, and then trying again, a little more draconic, a little worse, try again, until finally they'll get this stupid thing through. And, yeah. (laughs) So the worst thing about this version of it is that there's no judicial oversight. So... The MPA or the RIAA, and, and they will be the, the main people actually submitting all of these infringement notices. Mm-hmm. They just submit them straight to the ISP. The ISP has no option but to comply and to remove, take down that whole site. It's not even about pages. It's about whole sites yep. going down. And so, they don't just have to notify the ISP. They could instead go directly to the, the DNS provider for yeah, that particular site yeah. and say, okay, remove Absolutely. this site from the DNS server. They can yeah. go to PayPal and other online support, you know, financial sites and say, this website no longer provide any service to it yeah. without any judicial oversight. It's, yeah, that's the scary thing, no judicial oversight. So is this so no, no, no basically giving no MPAA and RIAA site. ultimate power? Mm. So is this law yet? No, no, right. It's no. a it's a bill in, in front of yeah, uh, yeah. It's they, a bill in front of the house. The house, yeah. Is that what they call it over there? The house. Yeah. Okay. So it's proposed. Is is it any ideas on, on how likely it is to go through? Do, well, we, do we think? Well, what, what's it, what are analysts I, saying I, about I, this? I, I the previous ones have been defeated, so we can yeah. we can hope. 
in the Senate, they've been defeated in the Senate. Mm. So, that, that, like, Protect IP got through the House and, and went to the Senate. And then the Senate defeated it. Yeah, and then the Senate. Hopefully, what's that the, What's again. the makeup difference between the House and the Senate this time around? Because I know in, in the past it's been the House was all one side, well, well, the, filled the, with the, mainly one side of the political. The scary, the scary the thing about this. I, I agree. The scary thing about this act, though, um, about this bill, is that it's actually receiving support from both Democrats and Republicans in the oh, House. Oh, they've both been paid off. Yeah, uh. exactly. <laughs> all right. So I am in fear that it'll actually get through. That would be that would be horrible. Well, we, then we would have to hope that the president would veto it. Yeah, exactly. Well, or we move our DNS servers outside America, or at least uh, a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. All you really need is at least one root server, surely, outside if, of... Exactly. If, if this gets through, then Cam and I are going to change our hosting provider. We, we're going to need to and host it on a, on yeah. a different service provider. So this, this is for, your, for business, Drinkle.com. Yeah, yeah, Drinkle. So, so Drinkle.com is currently hosted in the States. Yes, yes, it is yeah. in yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. Right. Such yeah, or Minnesota, I think. One, oh, one of the data centers is, is in oh, Minnesota. St. Paul, St. Paul, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. That's right, sorry. Well, the, the, <laughs> the Boys of Tech website is actually hosted in France, so, so we're safe. Well, actually, we're not really? safe anyway because they can still block no. us. They can still say, yeah, it is hosted look, in France. Look, look at the French president. I don't think it's safe. <laughs> I like his work. He, he wants to grab hold of the internet and squeeze it. Oh, uh, well, look, we're, we're, all nice we're all doomed. I'm go- uh, what, are we, what are we to do? Uh, host it in the Cayman Islands or something? Yeah. Actually, maybe that's the best option. In Sealand. See, have that's it. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the uh, WikiLeaks wanted to, no, Pirate Bay, rather, wanted to buy this. Yeah, wanted to buy Sealand. But Sealand yeah. is, is still, you know, it, it, it's not a secure place. No. The British government still thinks they own it. Or do, still do, thinks do they that really? it's under their just jurisdiction. Is, is they, it? But yeah, hey, hang on a sec. If they just haven't bothered to go and take it back. Oh, I see. Because it's a platform that's owned privately, but... It's in international waters though, right? No, it's not. It was in international waters when it was first sold. But then the international waters, you know, got extended. Oh, oh is that right? Okay. So they, moved, they moved international waters. They do. Yeah. They, they do. Yeah. Because they, the they store, really the store, expanded let me, the amount that you're... You know what is it called? The something rather economic exclusion zone. zone. Yeah, ex- yeah. yeah. So, so you're right, and Expand they do they do do that. And let me just tell you a quick story about radio hierarchy. Now, the whole reason that here in New Zealand we've had the uh, radio broadcasting opened up to to private enterprise before is exclusively government. I'm talking 70s here, and one of the catalysts for that was radio hierarchy. Now, radio hierarchy was a pirate station on a boat, a real ship out in the international waters. There's a small mm-hmm. triangle of international waters in the Haraki Gulf in just off the coast of Auckland. And they were beaming their signal into New Zealand. Nothing could, they couldn't be touched because they're in international waters, despite some sabotage uh, attempts by, from the government. But then they moved international waters. Uh, actually, in the meantime, uh, things that I think the band opened up anyway, but uh, even, even so, the international waters uh, has opened up. So now you couldn't do the same thing. You can't sit in that same spot. You had to be so far out, you probably couldn't get your signal in there very easily, anyway. Yeah. So, so, so they do shift. They do shift the limits of international yeah. waters. Mm. So can can you take someone out to international waters, murder them, and then leave their body out there, and then come back in, and you're not in trouble? Uh, I think there's there's yeah, international law, there's maritime law as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, international yeah. maritime law would have things. Yeah, I think I think there is. Yeah. Yeah. But you certainly can't do. Yeah, they you certainly yeah, can't so be touched. Stop for, thinking about killing me. 
<laughs> but you can't be you know, copyright. I don't think uh, counts out there. So you can actually sell. No, you, you can, can sell Galaxy does tabs. Not count out there. That's right. You can sell Galaxy tabs out in international waters. If someone wanted to meet you out there, yeah, yeah. you just meet them off the coast of Australia. If you, as long as you you row out fast enough, or or you know uh, you know uh, skipper your boat out fast enough, far enough, you can see, you can sell uh, Galaxy tabs. Yeah. There you go, problem solved. On that note, folks, I want to close this uh, section of the Boys of Tech and we'll take a short musical interlude when we come back. One New Zealand story to talk about, so don't go away. All right, welcome back. Now, I want to talk about a new cardless bank-free mobile payment service that's uh, about to be launched here in New Zealand. So what it is, it's a system that allows you to pay for goods and services, using your mobile phone, the charges show up on your phone statement. No more bank middleman, basically. Now, that this you exists... You have to deal with a carrier instead. Well, yeah, I know, which is where they're lesser of two like evils. A, a choice deal, bro. <laughs> well, well it no, it's not... You're not dealing with your carrier. The thing itself will be handled by... What do they call them? They've got them. They'll they, be they, managed by accredited payment intermediaries. Yeah, it's called a, um, the what, the particular one they're setting up is Pay for It Trusted Mobile Payments Framework. Mm. Well, that's a, what's and the it's, name? it's yeah, it's a New Zealand copy of something that is already running in. Yeah, Britain. yeah, yeah. It already has been for oh, what cool. six years. So now. it's like what Square or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It sounds like from what you described a few podcasts ago. Yeah. Mm. So the way it appears this is going to work is that it's an online thing. So you'll need a you know a phone with a the data plan, and uh, you'll be taken to a site where you have to you know confirm that what what you want to buy. Interesting though, just reading a quick uh, uh, ZDNet blog on this is that in the UK where this was released, it just went down like a lead balloon. It just has not taken off, and people are asking the question: Is that going to be the same here? It does seem like it, a lot of extra toing and froing when you could just hand over your. F postcard. Yeah, which is uh, for people outside New Zealand a, uh, a debit card. I actually quite like the idea of those tap and goes that they brought out, which is the uh, you know the, the uh, Mastercard here in New Zealand. They've brought out this uh, tap and go. You just hold it to the uh, touch surface and, and away you go. It is it is yeah. a card. It is a, a, a it is except exactly if you have two cards in your wallet, <laughs> it's the wrong accounts. Well, you've got to take your card out of your wallet. No, if you've got multiple that. cards that I'm have this system in them, you can't just use no. your wallet. No. Because it could very well make a payment from every single card you've got in your wallet. No. <laughs> I don't I just think drive that... past and hold my wallet out the window and take some stuff as I go. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the reason I'm, I'm saying this is I go back to Brett's comment is that it does seem rather cumbersome uh, yeah. with, with this phone having, you know, you have to go, I guess. But then sk- a lot of the other new technologies, well, new as in not really that new, but the, you know, the whole replacement of swipe cards to chip cards. Yeah, it's slow. It's slowed, it down. slowed things down. It has. It's a lot slower. I, I still have an old swipe FPOS card, and I just swipe, punch in my number, and accept it, and I go. Whereas other people I, you know, stand in line behind, they've got the chip cards. They stick their card in. They wait. They type in their thing. They wait. They wait some more, yeah. They wait some more until it says you can now take your card out. Then they take the card out and go. So they take it like three times longer. Oh, than it I is, it's a lot slower with chip cards. Even worse. So I've, I've had a worse experience than that. I've got a, a credit card which, which has the chip in it. And when you try and swipe that card, it actually says, no, insert the chip in. So it doesn't let you swipe for a start. So you have to try and get it to read via the, the chip. I try that with my card. It always fails and tells me to swipe afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that was meant to be a new technology that was going to make everything awesomer, but really has just slowed things down. Well, it's, the- it certainly makes things more secure. Uh, and oh, I, don't th- yeah. I don't think they ever touted it as to be you know, to be quicker. It's just a shame. I think it's an unfortunate side effect that it's uh, you know two or three times as slow. Yeah. In any event, that is The Boys of Tech episode 140. Brett, thank you very much for returning, if you like, to the show after your two-month sort of break there. No, not a problem. All right. It's, uh, it was great uh, having a full house again. And Cameron Colley from Drinkle.com. Cam, thank you very much for your contributions. No problem at all. Happy to, to, uh, to hang out. And last but not least, Al, thank you very much also for joining us on the panel. It's been a blast. Thanks again. So you two live from downtown Brisbane by the sounds of things. So uh, hopefully back in the studio uh, next week. Anyway, in the meantime, have yourselves a great week. See you all again for the next episode 141. Till then, take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Say howdy, mum, for me. Bye-bye. And we'll take a short musical interlude when we come back. One New Zealand story to talk about. So don't go away. All right, welcome back. And New Zealand gets ADSL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you've you've bombed you my uh, you've you bombed my intro. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm putting that in the bloopers. So the way this works is it appears to be something that's online. So you're using your basically you're using your data phone, data phone, <laughs> God, data plan. <laughs> oh jeez, data phone. What is a data phone? <laughs>